When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Southern Gothic is a podcast that explores the history behind some of the American South's darkest days, greatest mysteries, and most chilling ghost stories. Two months ago, as you know, we were facing serious problems. The country was dying by inches. It was dying because trade and commerce had declined to dangerously low levels. Prices for basic commodities were such as to destroy the value of the assets of national institutions, such as banks. Amid the Great Depression, when unemployment rates soared and economic hardship gripped the United States, the federal government began enacting a series of programs, public work projects and reforms to help get folks back to work and jumpstart the economy. The initiative was part of President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal, and it was executed through a combination of legislation and executive orders, resulting in many now historic programs like the Works Progress Administration, Civilian Conservation Corps, Federal Emergency Relief Administration, and even Social Security. But one of the lesser-known outcomes of this endeavor was the brainchild of Charles E. Peterson, a young landscape architect with the National Park Service. At the time, the construction industry was in dire straits, leaving many skilled professionals without employment. So Peterson devised a way to not only provide much-needed jobs for architects, draftsmen, and photographers, but also a means to help preserve America's early architectural heritage before it was lost to modern development. This program was named the Historic American Building Survey. Established in 1933, the pioneering program's scope was quite ambitious, as workers set out all over the country to capture historic buildings of all sizes, from humble structures to architectural landmarks. And each of these surveys that they conducted was quite thorough, including measured drawings, large format photographs, and sometimes even comprehensive historical narratives. These records were then meticulously preserved in the Library of Congress, where they've not only served as an invaluable resource for architects, historians, and preservationists, but continue to be available to the general public online today. But when it comes to legends and folklore, they rather unknowingly documented quite a bit of that as well. 
A number of purportedly haunted places from all over the country are included in the vast archives of the survey, some of which we've even discussed here on Southern Gothic before. Mansions like the Crescent Point Plantation in Louisiana, and the Trish House in Alabama, and even abandoned structures from ghost towns like that of Cahaba, Alabama, and Rodney, Mississippi. Of course, what was once the most infamous haunted plantation in Alabama is included in this collection as well. A stunning example of how well this program worked is the unique mansion known as Rocky Hill Castle would otherwise be lost to time after it was demolished in the 60s. But these photographs that can still be found at the Library of Congress aren't all that's left of the home as local lore surrounding its many mysteries and hauntings continues to be told. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you are listening to Southern Gothic. wire gate has a rusty no trespassing sign stapled to it. Beyond the gate, a rutted clay road leads across a rocky pasture, skirts a clump of tall cedars, and ends at the foot of an overgrown knoll. On the top of that promontory once stood Rocky Hill Castle, a showplace of the Tennessee River Valley area. So imposing was its architecture, or so remote was its location, that Rocky Hill Castle escaped the fate of many of the other antebellum mansions in that area during the final months of the Civil War. However, neglect and vandalism combined to destroy Rocky Hill Castle, leaving only a pile of rubble and a long, silent avenue of cedars to mark the spot where the castle stood. Rocky Hill Castle was the kind of house that invited, even required, ghosts. And the ghosts were there, almost from the time Rocky Hill Castle was completed. These are the words of the prolific Alabama folklorist Catherine Tucker Wyndham, as she wrote them in her famed 1969 book, 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. Now, if you've been listening to Southern Gothic for a while, you certainly heard me bring up Mrs. Wyndham before. After all, she is hands down the queen of Southern ghost stories, with an impressive body of work to back up that claim. But of all the collections of ghost stories she published, this story, titled The Ghost of the Angry Architect, was the very first in her highly celebrated 13 Alabama ghosts. Unfortunately, as she chronicled, all that's left of that impressive mansion is the lore surrounding it. The location where Rocky Hill Castle once was is located a few miles west of Cortland, Alabama, not far from Muscle Shoals in the northern part of the state. James Edmund Saunders purchased the property, which would eventually encompass a thousand acres of land, 
Not long after marrying Mary Frances Watkins on July 14, 1824, in his home state of Virginia. Saunders was only 18 at the time of their nuptials, and Watkins, who was the eldest daughter of a neighbor, was only 15. Now, we aren't quite sure when the pair moved down to Alabama, but the decision to purchase the land and head south was certainly impacted by James's father, Turner Saunders, whose plantation, known as Saunders Hall, was only about four miles away from what would become James and Mary's new home. After purchasing what was initially only 640 acres, James began construction on a home for his new family, which would eventually include 11 children. But it wasn't this building that folks claimed was haunted. It wasn't until about 30 years later, after Saunders had achieved much success, that he'd build the mansion known as Rocky Hill Castle. During this time when he lived in that first home, Saunders not only grew a successful law practice, but was also elected to serve in the state legislature, where he earned a reputation for his strength in debate. Then, eventually after he tired of politics and law, Saunders became the director of the Bank of Mobile and founded a cotton commission house with his brother-in-law. Well, as you can expect, after years of success, Saunders had amassed quite the fortune and as such, he was no longer content with that home he had built back in the 1820s. So in 1858, he began construction on a grand mansion atop a hill that he personally described as having rocks, quote, so thickly strewn, a horse could scarce pick his way among them. It was for this reason that once completed, the exquisite structure was called simply the Rocky Hill Castle. The stately mansion turned out to be a unique combination of the Greek Revival and Italian and architectural styles which were popular at the time. The two-storied rectangular structure was built atop a raised basement and made out of brick, which was then covered in stucco to give it a smooth, clean appearance. Single-story side wings were on both ends of the home, as well as porticos centered on the front and back, which featured Doric columns. Atop the house was a large rectangular cupola that likely gave the family an excellent view of the surrounding area. As for the interior, it's said that it featured some of the most elaborate woodwork and plaster work seen in Alabama at that time and boasted an impressive walnut staircase, double parlors, and mantelpieces made of imported Italian marble. By the time it was completed, the cost of the whole thing is said to have likely ranged from $45,000 to $50,000, which today would be around $1.6 to $1.75 million. But as exquisite as this house was, one of the most memorable features was the five or six-story octagonal tower that was attached to it. In contrast to the home itself, this brick structure was built in the Gothic Revival style, and since it looked more like something that you'd see on English castles rather than southern plantation homes, it was most certainly a defining feature that helped Rocky Hill Castle get that iconic name. Now, whether or not this tower was in the original architect's designs or not is unknown, but it's traditionally linked to the Welsh craftsman Hugh Jones, 
who's a carpenter working on the interior of the house. Jones had an eye for patterns and details, and after carving the home's pilasters, designing its interior archways, and constructing the grand staircase, it's said that Saunders tasked him with building the Gothic Tower according to his specifications. As for why Saunders might have wanted such a structure attached to his home, well, according to Ralph Hammonds, the author of Antebellum Mansions of Alabama, The brick tower with turrets has four floors and was used as a lookout post by the master as he surveyed his vast domain of fields being worked by slaves. Of course, as you can expect with a structure so unique, there's a little bit of folklore surrounding what happened there. But we'll get to that later. You see, one of the most popular mysteries about the mansion was that for as beautiful as an estate as it was, no one knows who the architect was that designed it. His name has been lost to time, although local lore claims that he was a Frenchman of, quote, renown, who fled the state in 1861 before construction was completed. Two reasons have been suggested as to why he did this. One is that the Civil War was looming, and the foreign architect was likely a northern sympathizer, a problematic position to be in when Alabama seceded from the United States in January of 1861. However, as reasonable as this assumption may be, it ain't the one that most people believe. According to legend, when the architect presented Saunders with the bill for his services and he saw the final cost, the old lawyer lost his temper, threatened the Frenchman, and refused to acknowledge the debt. So the architect left empty-handed, and local lore claims that he died not too long after, still resentful over the money he was owed. Whether this is true or not is up for debate, but as Catherine Tucker Wyndham puts it, quote, Thus the background was laid for the ghost of that artistic and indignant Frenchman to become the first of many spectral visitors to Rocky Hill Castle. It's said that not long after the Saunders family moved into their new home, they were having dinner one night when they started to hear banging noises echoing up from the cellar. The pounding was so loud that they were convinced a person must be down there causing the ruckus, as it sounded like someone was attempting to chip away the foundation with a hammer. So one of them decided to investigate, but as soon as they opened the door to the cellar, that mysterious sound just stopped. But then when they returned to the dinner table and sat back down, the pounding resumed. The mysterious hammering continued almost as long as the Saunders family lived at Rocky Hill Castle. And eventually they became accustomed to the noise and even laughed in a rather subdued sort of way about the angry architect's apparition trying to destroy the mansion he had created by knocking it from its very foundations. But y'all, that angry architect in the cellar was certainly not the only spirit to haunt Rocky Hill Castle. Hey! 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Since the construction of Rocky Hill Castle wasn't completed until the eve of the Civil War, the Saunders weren't able to enjoy the home just yet. Aware of the looming danger, the family relocated, and although James Saunders was a strong anti-secessionist, he found himself joining the Confederate Army when Alabama seceded from the United States. But at this point, Saunders was not a young man, and his military career came to an end rather quickly when in 1863, while serving as a colonel under General Nathan Bedford Forrest, James Saunders was shot through the lung at the First Battle of Murfreesboro in Tennessee. Somehow, though, he survived the injury. As for his brand new exquisite mansion, well, it seems before he and his family ever had a chance to truly enjoy it, the Confederate Army was there for much of the war, and it's noted that many military notables were entertained at the mansion. It's unclear if the Saunders themselves were involved in such entertainment, but it was also reported that on one occasion, the military court of the Army of Tennessee held a meeting there and the house also briefly served as a Confederate hospital, with several soldiers laid to rest in the nearby Saunders family cemetery. Fortunately for James Saunders, though, at the end of the war, both he and his home were still standing. According to local lore, it was then, upon the family's return, that a spirit other than that architect made itself known. Mrs. Saunders pushed open the front door and hurried inside to see if Rocky Hill Castle was still as lovely as when she last lived there. But as she approached the stairwell, 
she was shocked to come face to face with a young woman in a blue dress, standing on the staircase as though she were welcoming the family home after all of this time. So Mrs. Saunders attempted to introduce herself and asked the girl why she was there in her house. But the lady in blue did not respond. She merely faded away into nothing. When Mrs. Saunders later recounted the tale to her family, they of course teased her endlessly. That is, until one day when Mr. Saunders encountered the apparition himself. He had gone down to the wine cellar to get a bottle of blackberry wine. And as he was crossing the shadowy room to the wine racks, he glanced up and saw a lady in blue sitting on a box and smiling at him. The Colonel, known throughout the state as a cordial and courtly host, completely lost his poise. He backed up the steps, never taking his eyes off the blue-gowned lady, slammed the cellar door shut, locked it, and did not ever return for his wine again. Now, who this lady in blue could be remains a mystery to this very day, as is when she first began to appear in the house. In fact, some versions of the tale call her the, quote, little confederate lady, believing that she might have occupied the house during the Civil War and had either helped as a field nurse when Rocky Hill was a hospital, or maybe her spirit was there roaming in search of a soldier she had loved who died on the property. To make this story even more perplexing, though, is that some of the retellings say that the Lady in Blue isn't from the Civil War era at all, but rather from the time after the death of James Saunders, when Rocky Hill went through several owners, both within and outside the family. These tales claim that the apparition is actually Mrs. Will Swoop, whose family occupied the home near the turn of the century. Mrs. Swoop died in 1900 when she attempted to cross Big Nance Creek in a buggy, but was instead washed away and drowned. But while the Lady in Blue and the Angry Architect are certainly the most infamous spirits attached to Rocky Hill Castle, they aren't the only purported hauntings. Visitors to the property have not only claimed to see Confederate soldiers wandering about, but have also claimed to hear spectral gunfire echoing through the nighttime air, followed by the sounds of men screaming and moaning in pain. As for that iconic tower, that along with the hill inspired the mansion's unique name. Well, there's some pretty grim folklore surrounding that, as some have claimed it served as slave quarters. Author Mark R. Matrana describes this legend in his book, Lost Plantations of the South. Here it is said Saunders nightly imprisoned the slaves to keep them from fleeing their bondage in the cloak of night. The tower was built with this purpose in mind, with few windows or other means of escape. It was perhaps one of the strangest and cruelest slave dwellings on any plantation in the antebellum south. For this reason, some have claimed that the sound of chains rattling inside the tower could be heard while it still stood. But y'all, in reality, 
it's unlikely that this was the reason why Saunders built the tower. After all, the tower was attached to the family home, and the timeline of it all doesn't really work out. Although, there aren't any known records that can validate or disprove the lore, and so the mystery as to why he built it has now survived longer than the tower itself. After James passed away in 1896, ownership of Rocky Hill Castle changed several times, but his grandson, Dr. Dudley Dunn Saunders Jr., was the last member of the family to live there. Of course, in true Rocky Hill fashion, the doctor and his family's departure from the estate was as mysterious as any of the other strange happenings over the years. It's said that Saunders' wife, Mary Elizabeth Wheatley, grew so terrified of the strange noises and unexplained occurrences happening around her that one morning, while getting dressed, she shouted, If there's anybody there, speak up or forever hold your peace. But to her horror, there was an immediate reply, Madam, I'm right here. According to local lore, within hours of this event, the Saunders family abandoned the house, leaving everything behind, never to return again. A November 1936 article in the Birmingham News spoke of this strange exodus, noting that for years a number of people had approached Dr. Saunders about purchasing Rocky Hill Castle. But over and over again, he turned them down. But suddenly, one day, Dr. Saunders sold the house, complete with furnishings. The Saunders family moved out and left the house as it stood. The new owner, on inspecting the home, found breakfast dishes still holding remnants of the meal on the dining room table. The costly furnishing and even wearing apparel were undisturbed in their accustomed places. Now, I will say that the article insists Dr. Saunders himself nor his family were ever heard to mention ghosts. But this truly odd way to leave certainly spurred folks' imaginations and probably revived the decades of claims that the property was haunted. Unfortunately, this departure was the beginning of the end for the estate. Successive owners used the land for farming, but aside from several brief stints of hired hands living there, the house was left to deteriorate. You can imagine then why Rocky Hill Castle became such a magnet for folklore. Not only was it a unique, palatial estate, complete with an iconic tower, but now it was truly abandoned and wasting away in the Alabama heat. And so it was in these final years of its existence that one final mystery seemed to make its way through local lore. According to legend, at the beginning of the Civil War, James Saunders entrusted his most faithful slave with guarding the family's jewels and other valuables. Well, as the war continued on and the United States troops began to make their way to North Alabama, the man supposedly buried those valuables in a spot known only to him. Unfortunately, sometime later, the man grew seriously ill and had to be taken to Decatur for medical treatment. But when he realized that he could very well die with this secret, he sent word to Colonel Saunders, requesting that he come see him quickly. 
Saunders agreed and hastily made his way, but while en route, a flooded river delayed his travel, and by the time the colonel arrived, the man had already died, and the whereabouts of that treasure went with him. Well, after Rocky Hill Castle was abandoned in the 20s, it was reported that a number of treasure hunters trespassed on the property, and some even broke into the mansion in search of valuables. In April of 1931, a farm employee reported that he found the cellar door had been broken into, and believing that the burglars had already come and gone, he began nailing the door closed before he realized there were lights on inside. So he made his way through the mansion and found the burglars scouring through the bookcases in the library. But as soon as they saw him, they fled, empty-handed, in a car with a New York license plate. While there's no known records to prove or disprove the mystery of hidden treasure, in 1936, the Birmingham News reported that the reason folks weren't finding anything on the property was because the treasure was already gone. Sometime after Colonel Saunders died in 1896, in the dead of night, a party of several men armed with picks and shovels invaded the grounds. And the next morning, a series of holes scarred the yard. This took place at a time when the house was not occupied. Who the mysterious visitors were or whether they found the valuables they were seeking has never been determined. The residents here whisper that the jewels were found. In 1961, after decades of decay, Rocky Hill Castle was demolished to salvage whatever building materials could be used to construct a new house in nearby Decatur. Fortunately, in 1935, it was the subject of the Historic American Building Survey, which resulted in a number of photographs being taken of it, preserving images of the unique architecture, iconic tower, and even interior features, like that grand staircase where Mrs. Saunders was reportedly welcomed home. Rocky Hill Castle no longer stands today. Its legacy continues on with each and every retelling of the many stories locked away inside. Of course, which ones are true or not is up to you to decide. But as we can see today from the photographs that have been digitally archived at the Library of Congress, an estate of this esteem certainly deserves its fair share of spirits. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you are listening to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independent podcast produced by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksneider. If you're a fan of the show and would like more content, be sure to join us over on Patreon or become a premium subscriber on the Apple Podcast app. There, you'll receive access to both ad-free and monthly bonus episodes. For more info on Southern Gothic, 
be sure to visit southerngothicmedia.com today. And as always, thanks for listening. Lucky Lady Shacks. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello. My name is Matt, host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures. It can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast.